and welcome to the Meshed Young Adult Ministry Podcast. Today, we'll look at what it takes to start a young adult ministry. Now to your host, Randy Jumper. So, you know, guys, it seems like more and more churches are now really starting to see the need for reaching young adults in their church. Mm-hmm. And while people see that need, they wonder, though, where do we even start? Where do we even begin? We want to do something, but where do we start? And Randy, you've been a young adult pastor for about nine years now. Right. What is maybe that first thing? Somebody's wondering, where do we even begin? It's probably the biggest question I get asked is, Mm -hmm. I want to do this. I feel like God wants to do this in our group. Where, Where do I begin? And Usually follow up. Start, so we start with what you got. The first response is, well, I don't have anything. Yeah. You know, like, well, time out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, there's some spiritual stuff going on here. If God wants you to do something, he's going to give you the things to do what he's called you to do. And so I, everybody reads the books and all the stuff and they want to, they think big and I say, start small. And so uh, my first thing is always get out a blank piece of paper. And I want you to make a list of every young adult in your church. Mm-hmm. And their first response after that is what? We don't have, we don't any, have any young adults in your church. I say, no, time out. Now think about it. Usually they're a young adult. Yeah. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, they're a young adult. I said, well, put your name down. You got one. Yeah. Start here. And um, I even a few months ago, I told a, uh, a girl, I said, I want you to do is I want you to stand on the, on the uh, sanctuary steps of your church when church starts. Uh, and when the break, when they're shaking hands. I want you to look and write down the name of every young adult, come back to me. And the girl who had none had 14 wow. when she wrote down their names. Yeah. So sometimes it's just looking and intentionally looking at what you've got. All right. So someone has out a piece of paper and a pen and mm-hmm. a pencil, and they're about to write down a list of all the young adults in their church. How do you determine or how do you define who these young adults even are? Yeah. You know, uh, Ryan, for us, that was... That was done through um, uh, going to lunch. You know, when, when my wife and I, about 12 years ago, got a burden in our hearts for young adults, we would come to church every Sunday and we'd look around the, the sanctuary and we'd see all of these young adults, dozens and dozens of young adults. And for every context, it's different. But for us, we were seeing young adults and we didn't know any of them. And we got the sense that nobody knew who they were and they didn't know anybody. There was just this huge disconnect in our church for young adults. And so we just felt this burden by God to do something about that, to, to make a difference in helping young adults connect. And so my wife and I, we didn't, we weren't able to make a list because we didn't even know them. We didn't, we didn't have church database metrics. We didn't have any way to kind of gather that information. So we started inviting them to lunch strangers. We just started going up to young adults who were in their twenties and introducing ourselves, say, Hey, my name's Scott. And my wife would my name is Kate, obviously. If that's not your name, then don't say it. But, you know, um, we would just introduce ourselves and, and invite them to come have lunch with us. It was the same thing. It, it was, was, yeah. It, it was, it's finding out who's there instead right. of just saying, we don't have anybody. Right. You do have people. Yeah. It's yeah. being intentional in finding them. And so we'd have lunch. We'd just go out to have lunch. And then they made the list. And then we're like, okay, we got two young adults today. And they went on a list. We got their name and we started every, this was every week. 
we were tenacious about you know meeting young adults in the foyer sitting we would sit different places every time in the in the sanctuary we never sat in the same place because then you're only going to meet the same people because people are creatures of habit so Scott, let me ask we you would sit in different places how did you go from the big list to the small list like how did you pick from all these people that you're with <laughs> to finding the who you're going to start ministry that's a with? great question how did you Randy do that? we did it the wrong way Okay. Give me a quick let me tell you. Let me tell you. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you how we did it the wrong way. We took a show of hands. We asked for volunteers. We we had yeah. We had a list of. We probably at that point, when my wife and I realized, you know, we can't do this ourselves. We need a team. Um, We asked for volunteers. We said, anybody want to be part of our team? Yeah. And we got four volunteers, and they were probably not the four volunteers we yeah, should have had on the team. Yeah, it always works. And we, yeah, and we were working backwards for, you know, it, they were great. We loved them, good people, but the chemistry was really hard. The, the chemistry, which we, we knew them, but we didn't know how they would interact with in a team setting. Yeah. And I wasn't on staff. I was just one of them. I was a volunteer. I, was, I wasn't even called to ministry at that point. So there were, the, there were these awkward and very tense peer-to-peer kind of leadership and struggles that we had. So that was the wrong way, just taking volunteers. For us, the right way would have been to think strategically about what, who are the young adults that we have on that list that have the right character, that have the right uh, chemistry with us to be part of a team that share our, our, our burden and our vision. Because you can get a young adult who's talented and who brings some skill to the table, but if they don't share a passion and a burden with us for reaching young adults, then I think yeah. it's not going to be as fruitful as if you had young adults who shared that that burden. Because if you don't have your core team that you're starting with right, you start bad. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that, that was real key for us is when we started um, and restarted a couple times with young adult ministry, if you didn't have the right people, I think Jim Collins calls it good to great, the right people on the bus. If you don't have those right people, then you end up at the wrong destination and everybody's mad when you get there. Yeah. And so um, that is the truth (laughs) for us, man. We were mad. Everybody was mad. Everybody was. Because when you start, you just want people. I just need bodies because bodies make Mm -hmm. the leader feel good. Mm -hmm. But the truth is you need the right bodies to make the group feel good and to grow the group. And that. That for us was very similar to yours. We had this big list of names, mm-hmm. but we and we just looked near the names and we looked at some key people who had the abilities to lead and had the, um, for lack of a better term, popularity. They were well liked, and there's probably a better term than that. But people everyone connected with, just naturally gifted, and then used those people along the way. Okay, so now that you have this <clears throat> list of people. And let's say it started out a little bit larger and now it's smaller. Mm-hmm. What do you do with this list? How do you really develop that core team? Well, I'd interject at that point and say, at this point, if you're not careful, you get a, um, you can make a big strategic error. And I see this over and over and over in the young adult groups I see. At this stage of the game, you got to be on the mission of the church. Your pastor has to be involved in the game. It doesn't mean he has to be telling you what you're supposed to do. But he's got to or she's got to be the one who is giving you direction. Because what I find is that if you're not on the mission of the church, you're doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, you got to find out what the target, what the goal is, mm-hmm. and what your leadership wants you to do. Because you could have the most successful young adult discipleship group in, in America. But if your leadership wants you to have the most successful 
activity-based group, mm -hmm. yeah. you failed. And I think that's going to vary greatly from church to church because in our context specifically, we're in the Northeast and um, growing church, but we, my wife and I, when we sense this burden, we talked to our senior pastor and, and we shared this, this vision with him and we basically said, we got the go for it. There wasn't really any kind of transference of this is what I want it to look like. This is what I want you to do with it. This what's is, it? <laughs> Just go yeah, for it. Right. But what's but it? That's, yeah. Go reach young adults. Go connect the young adults in our church. That's what it was because that's what we presented. We And again, my wife and I were working full-time jobs, just volunteering our time, you know, a lot of our time into to trying to develop something for young adults in our church. And so when we went to our senior pastor and presented him with this idea, we said we just have a burden for reaching the young adults in our church. We had never done anything like that in our church, nor had our senior pastor really had any experience with that. So we didn't know what to do. We were clueless. We learned a lot of things through mistakes. And he just said, you have my blessing. Really, that's how it was. It wasn't where he was going to help to chart the direction and vision of the ministry. It was, go ahead, you can do it. And so, and again, for every, I think for every ministry volunteer leader, a lot of that depends on how much trust is built into their relationship with their senior pastor. You know, sure. he knew us. I grew up in the church. He knew us well. Yeah. And so there was a great deal of trust that he inherently had with us that he didn't have to worry that we were going to go build something that was yeah. in opposition to the ministry and mission and direction of the church at large. I think a key word that I use and I think in terms of is leverage. So your your church, y'all do life groups a lot. Mm -hmm. So you get yeah. big life groups. Well, obviously, when they're starting at you guys' place, you got to make sure you have good young adult life groups because that's mm -hmm. part of the focus of the church. Yeah. You know, we don't. Mm -hmm. we, we, right. We're not a small groups church, but we have other venues. So I had to make sure I leveraged those opportunities. Yeah. Secondly, yeah. Um, I was talking to a girl a few weeks ago. I asked her a few months ago now. She's starting a young adult group. So we don't do anything together. We don't do anything. And so start asking those questions. Who are there? What do you do? And I said, go back and find out what they're, hang what they're doing. And she found out that every Sunday after church, nine young adults went to lunch. Every Sunday. Mm -hmm. That's a young adult group. That's a young adult group. Yeah, there's sure there's ch churches all over the country group, thinking, yeah. I wish yeah. we could get nine yeah, people right. together. That's and right. she's saying, we don't have a young adult group. And we're like, wait, you do. So she just inserted herself into the mix. Yeah. And then strategically mm -hmm. started leveraging those kind of moments and that kind of stuff and turning what they naturally did into opportunities for growth and discipleship. Yeah. And from that core base of nine, turn that into what for them ended up being a Bible study on an off night. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, a couple of years ago, it was trendy to have a young adult service. You guys have, you guys have one. We do. Everybody I've talked to is like, we got to have together. You have yeah. a cool band and a worship. You got to have, you gotta have, have fog and lights. Band, then it'll be great. We came to realize we're not, we weren't, yeah. we're not that big group that's going to do that. And if that's what they want, yeah. they're going to find a bigger church than us mm -hmm. to go get that. So what is it we can do to help young adults? Yeah. And so we're not looking to copy what someone else has done. What we're doing is we're looking at creating opportunities for people to become lifelong followers of Jesus Christ, Christ fully committed to him. Mm -hmm. yeah. And how do we do that? So leverage our opportunities. That's good. I think what I hear you saying, Randy, is it all revolves around food. Now that is true. Yeah. Everything just is food-based. And, and for is. young adults, I never we never eat alone. We we're just talking before we were about 
every Sunday at lunch and every Sunday night at dinner at our place because we're we're a dinosaur. We we're in the we're in the rural South, so we have Sunday night church and it's big. Yeah. But so we go to dinner. I mean, last week I think we had sixty-five people who were, you know, going to restaurants in different places wow, yeah. just out of asking. Yeah. So we always make sure that there's young adults where we're eating. And I think it's important you know, for the listener to realize that it is so different depending on your culture you, yeah. that you can't hear what we're saying or what anybody else says and yeah. say that's the way to do it. But eating is universal. Eating is universal. Eating is we universal. That's yeah. a core value. That's it's a core yeah. value. It's a core food is yeah. really and with all sincerity, it's the biggest item in my budget. Yeah. And we made a decision that we weren't gonna be like college campuses and give really cheap, nasty pizza. We eat good. Yeah. Could you um, call my senior pastor and tell him about your budget size for food? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well at the group I lead, in fact, we meet Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I've heard other people say, how in the world do you get young adults out right. at 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning? Mm-hmm. Well, the key is we meet at Panera. There you go. And there's Hello. food and there's bagels, bagels and there's coffee. And people show up and that's how we meet, meet our group. Yeah. It's a fairly good formula for spiritual transformation. Yeah. Coffee, Jesus. And, and community. Those things really seem to work well. Not in that order. Though. Not in that Jesus order. Is first. Well, let's put that first. <laughs> yeah. Maybe coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's good, good stuff. Sounds good, guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening in. Join us next time on the Meshed Young Adult Ministry Podcast. For more resources, check out yaministry.org.